Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. I think we need a review of evil spirits, of how they work, how they're categorized, how they attack us. This whole week has been phenomenal for me. I've been getting up 4.45 to 5.15, somewhere in there, typically, usually between 4.45 and 5. A couple of the mornings I've mentioned have been brutal. Like as if my eyelashes are woven together so hard to open my eyes. And I did not fight for the first few days. I realized, wait a minute, I'm not casting out chronic fatigue, laziness, spiritual sloth. And then yesterday, as I'm writing my book, I'm remembering, oh yeah, the spirit of infirmity, where it's illnesses and sicknesses and things. And it makes me think of pharmaceuticals, which in the Bible, pharmakia is basically witchcraft. (laughs) And look at what we have. Nothing but pharmaceuticals everywhere. Drugs, drugs, drugs for all of the illnesses, which might just be spirits. So I want to go through some of the categories. I want to go through some of the ways that they attack us in general. And I may do another series because right now I am loving and thanking and praising God for reminding me, and I know this, I've been taught this, I have been practicing this, but this week I didn't, not in the right way. And guess what? Last night I sat down with my little deliverance prayers for use by the laity. Some of you may not even know what deliverance is. So look, From the very beginning of the Bible, and the Word of God is true. The Word of God is the most documented and factual book on the face of the earth. Okay? It is not just something that is like fictional. This is why New Age steals stuff from the book and uses things, but never does it ever tie back to anything solid. Light and darkness. I mean, it just, it's goofy. But they do pull it out of the Bible. Why? Because that's what Satan does. Satan takes the truth and then perverts it just a little bit. And he dupes a lot of people doing it. And that's actually one of the categories, false religions of ways that we are pulled away from the one true God and Jesus as our savior. But I just want to remind everyone, the Bible is fact. There are names, 
There are dates. There are wars. There are things that are documented in the Bible that nobody can refute, including the names of people who were brought back from life, including the names of spirits, and including the power that God gave us to do the exact same thing in his name so that we can fight the spiritual fight, which is, again, what St. Paul tells us is really going on. We're not just living in this physical world, getting through life. We are fighting powers and principalities, and those powers are the rulers of this world who are along the line of Cain. If you remember, it starts with Adam and Eve. Eve falls. Why? Because the serpent, the ancient serpent, Satan himself, doesn't tempt her. He does what he does best. He questions God's word. Did he really tell you that you shouldn't eat that apple? Did he really say that you were going to know the good and evil once you did and you would surely die? Hmm. He's just jealous. He doesn't want you to be like him, like God. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the new age movement that you are God, that you have this light and this ability to raise yourself to many different levels, that you can pray through chakras. And I understand there's some definite physical benefits to that. But when you're calling on false gods, when you are calling on the universe, which did not create itself, when you are calling on Buddha and Hindu and all of these other gods that have been out there, this is why the first commandment exists. Do not, do not worship any other god other than me. You're one and only. Don't have other idols. And idols can be money and your cell phone and your job and all these other things that take you away from prayer and his word which is the truth, the way, and the life. By the way, that is a person. It's Jesus Christ. Okay, enough about the Bible. But the Bible is very important because that's basically where we get all of the proof of casting out of spirits by Jesus, but also the power that he gave us in Scripture. Okay, how do they attack us? There's three ways. Number one, possession. Most of us never have that. That's Linda Blair, the exorcist kind of thing, but it does happen. And they pretty much take over that person. And in that case, you could probably say the devil made me do it. Unless, of course, you voluntarily yourself said, I am blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I'm kicking out the Spirit of God and I am going to worship Satan. If you did that free will and chose that direction, the devil did make you do it because you put him in you. You kicked out God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's your fault. You cannot use the excuse, the devil made me do it. Uh, you're going to hell because that's the only unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? You basically desecrate the mass, the Holy Eucharist. Okay, so what is that? If Catholicism wasn't true, if, if the Catholic Church wasn't the true church of God, we 
would not have people stealing the Holy Eucharist. Do you know what the Holy Eucharist is? The Holy Eucharist is Jesus Christ. In the Mass, the priest prays the Eucharistic prayer and transubstantiation happens, which means that piece of bread is consecrated and it turns into Jesus, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. That bread takes the form of God. That is why we call it the daily bread. That is why no other Christian denomination has Jesus in their communion. It's only done by the ordained hands of the priests, and it's only done in the Catholic Church in the sacramental sacraments, I should say, one of them being the Eucharist and Holy Mass. So why do they steal that? And do you know that they do black masses at 3 a.m. in the morning? Why do they do that? Because Jesus died at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And so what do they do with that Holy Eucharist, Jesus himself? They urinate on it. They defecate on it. They do everything to just destroy it. Now, if that wasn't Jesus, why in the world would they go through all that? It doesn't make any sense to me. This is why the priests make you eat and consume Jesus right there. I witnessed it the other day. It was crazy. I want to say three weeks ago, I went to a Saturday mass, a woman, older woman, she had a cane and she, you know, received Jesus in her hand and started walking away. And the priest stopped the whole thing. And he walks over to her. He's like, listen, ma'am, they have this like conversation. I don't know what it was, but she got all ticked off and kind of threw Jesus back at him. It was such a horrid sight. I just shook my head like, I'm sure that person doesn't know that that is Jesus, which is unfortunate because 75% of the Catholics don't even believe in the Eucharist, meaning that's Jesus. By the way, I will put an article here which has many links that prove that the actual host is body and blood where you can see the blood coagulated, you can test it, you can, you know, all of these people who are not Catholics, who are atheists, do these studies on purpose. We don't in the Catholic Church do this. We let other people who want to prove it wrong go through the scientific, you know, stuff that they have to do. I'll just say it, KendraVonEsch.com forward slash Eucharistic dash miracles, but I will put it in this uh, podcast. Holy cow, I better get going. This is going to be a long one, people, but you better stay for it because it's going to be good. Okay, again, possession's the first way. Not many of us have that. The next is obsession. That is within you, within your mind, within your heart, where you cannot stop thinking about something. You have obsessive thoughts. You have obsess obsessive thoughts about watching pornography. You have obsessive thoughts about some sort of substance. You can't wait to drink. You can't wait to smoke. Maybe you're having an adultery affair, adulterous affair. You can't stop thinking about how scared you are about the state of the world. You can't stop worrying about your job or if you're going to keep it or if you're going to have it. You can't stop thinking about what other people are saying about you. Blah, 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 blah. That's obsessive thoughts, okay? And they're within you. They could also do it from the outside, which is oppression. So obsessions within, oppressions from outside. So through other people. 
They can also be physical with you. I have had both oppression and obsession happen to me. I have been pushed down by evil spirits in the middle of the night. I know that they were in the room. It was so dark. I could not see shadows, but I guarantee you, had I known how to fight these spirits at that time, I wouldn't have been as scared as I was because in the name of Jesus, we can cast them out. So I have had in many cases, direct dynamic influence. For example, if you are struggling with lust and maybe it's pornography, you know, the demons will kind of transmit a feeling of lust onto you. And then they're going to try to get you to act on it. They're going to continue to turn it up. They're, they have access to your body, your emotions, and your memory. So they're going to remind you of some sexy scenes or something like that. And then your lower faculties, which is your body, that doesn't really know much. But hey, yeah, I like pleasure. Me like pleasure. Me like pleasure. And it just starts getting excited. And then boom, now you're engaging in that pornography and you are under direct demonic influence at that case. Okay. This is why we cannot just sit back. If we don't act right away, we're probably going to lose that battle. And if we don't act at all and we forget all the time, then good luck kicking out all of these things. And here are some of kind of the categories, if you will, some of the basic groupings that show the different areas that demons will likely target once they move in on a person. So there's nine, there's going to be a long one, people. Number one, murder. Number two, the occult. Number three, lust. Number four is pride. Number five is mental health. Number six is unforgiveness. Number seven is sickness. That's the spirits of infirmity. And I want to tell you that that's where my life changed over the last couple of days, having stumbled across this reminding reminder, I guess it reminded me of ah, the spirit of infirmity. Different kind of vices is number eight and nine false religions. Okay. So murder, I'm going to kind of read and kind of not read. I'll put this link in this, uh, in this, um, description as well. Keep in mind, it is not a Catholic site, but it is still good information. I always direct you back to deliverance prayers for the laity, the father Ripperger book that is an exorcist priest. There's a reason that only exorcists can do, I'm sorry. There's a reason that only certain priests can perform exorcisms because it is a ritual. It is a process and it uses the word of God and they are ordained in Jesus's church. This is why the Christians of other denominations, when they have possessions, go run to the Catholics and get a priest. Okay. Murder. These types of demons and the one who specialize in the occult are the two worst kinds of demons you can ever come across. Now, each demon has a specific skill, so keep that in mind. So, this group of demons are trying to set you up for murder. 
They try to get people to either kill themselves in form of suicide or to kill other people in cold blood. Think about how many murders there are. Think about how many suicides, especially since 2020, there have been. Okay? So again, some of the main functional names of the demons, and they're not all of them, but it's murder, hate, rage, anger, violence, death, revenge, destruction, darkness, suicide, jealousy, sadism, fighting. Okay. So again, they usually travel in groups or clusters with one demon being like kind of in control, but they're just going to plant thoughts and plant suggestions. They can move information. So maybe you're online and they shove something about suicide in front of your face or, you know, thinking of not to help you, but to hurt you, to get you to go more forward toward, I don't want to live. I actually had a client that had suicidal thoughts a lot, a lot. And I said, you cannot mess with these. The minute that that comes, you have got to cast them out. And this is exactly how you do it. You have to do it this way. Why? Because the demons are legalistic. They know exactly. They know the Bible backwards and forwards. They know exactly the power that Jesus gave to us as human beings. And if we don't use his name and his power, it ain't going to work, people, because it's not our power. So every single time she had that thought, I said, you have to say immediately, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of suicide. If any of you have ever had thoughts of taking your life, I guarantee you it is not coming from your food. Well, it could. You could have depression that's coming from your food, like sugar and carbs and alcohol. Those are three things. And dairy, honestly, that actually, that what they do in your brain is they create kind of this morphine thing, this big downer type of deal. Sorry, I keep knocking my glasses on my computer desk here. Moving on, moving on, because we do need to. And by the way, they just keep on you until you carry it out. Or you cast them out. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of murder, of suicide, of death wish. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence, never to come back again. If any of you have these thoughts and you pray that prayer, pray it with confidence, pray it with authority because you have this power in his name. And we'll go over why in the Bible, how many times we get that power. Okay, the occult. The next class of demons are the next worst kind you can ever come across. Many deliverance ministers have found out on the actual battlefields that demons who specialize in any area of the occult are some of the more evil and powerful demons in Satan's kingdom. Sometimes they're the hardest kind to actually cast out. Okay. Do, 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 do. There's another article about dangers of the occult. So be careful of any kind of occult activity. 
So there are literally demons who special specialize in every kind of, of occult activity that is out there. We do not have a list here, obviously, of everything, but, you know, we'll just give you a few. Fortune telling of any kind, such as palm reading, crystal ball gazing, numerology, or seeing psychics, tarot cards, Ouija boards, and automatic writing, seances and any involvement with mediums or spirits or spirit guides, astrology and any form of horoscopes, I Ching, I don't even know what that is, hypnotism, transcendental meditation, or any type of Far Eastern meditation, crystals, oh my gosh, I know so many people who have crystals, witchcraft, Satanism, voodoo, channeling, reincarnation, astral projection, ESP, Dungeons and Dragons, role-playing games, new age movement, techniques and activities and necromancy or necromancy. I don't even know what that is. How sad is that? Every single one of the above have activities. Specific demons are assigned to these and they will come directly after you when you attempt these kinds of activities and you act them out. Number three is lust. So here's a basic list of these kinds of demons. You get the gist. They put the thought in your mind. We've gone through this with pornography. Lust, fornication, adultery, pornography, transvestism, and prostitution. I have suffered with lust, fornication, adultery, and pornography. Thank you, God, for not having me want to be a dude or being a prostitute. Number four, pride. Ay, 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 ay. Okay, demons know how powerful and destructive of a thing pride can be in helping to bring a person down. So they will do everything they can behind the scenes to try and build up a person's ego through false flattery and vain imaginations. Pride is the biggest sin most people do not take to confession. Because we don't think that we're prideful, and that's the biggest lie that the Satan which is the ruler of this world, according to the Bible, we know that he's still ruling out here. You can see it everywhere in how he is destroying humanity and destroying social construct, destroying communities and countries and their finances. It's He is still in play, but so is God. Just take pride every single time you go to confession. Why? Because you have overridden God's will. That's why you're there. And that's pride. There's not a soul in hell that has an ounce of pride. There's not a soul in heaven that has an ounce. Whoops, flip, flip that. There's not a soul in hell that has an ounce of humility. There's not a soul in heaven that has an ounce of pride. That's why humility is the basis of all the virtues because we have to look at God. We say, we are so humble, Lord. We're nothing. You are everything. You have made us. You gave us blessings. Everything that we have is because of you, not because of Satan. Okay. A couple of the groups, pride, arrogance, haughtiness, rebellion, blasphemy. Be careful with that one. If anyone's listening to this and they're not quite on the Jesus train, blasphemy and talking bad against 
Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit? Be careful and don't say his name in vain. Control, domination, possessiveness, contention, quarreling, critical, judgmental, critical, judgmental, two different words, sorry, selfish, narcissistic, unbelief, skepticism, greed, paranoia, deceit, mockery. Remember when I said faith, hope, and love, the opposite is doubt, despair, and it's not hate. It's selfishness. It's narcissism, the opposite of love. Okay, moving on, moving on. Mental health. Okay. The Bible tells us that God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And what do you think the demons will want to try to do? Just off this one verse alone, they're going to try to give us all unsound minds. Look at the mental illness in this world, people. It's crazy. I'm going to read the ones that I have in my exorcism book for you. And you'll see that it's like every single pharmaceutical drug out there. Okay, so 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay, here's the groups. Fear, depression, torment, dread, hopelessness, despair, insecurity, paranoia, suspicion, distrust, insecurity. That's a repeat. <laughs> Loneliness, shyness, discouragement, passivity, lying, deceit, antisocial, compulsive neurotic behavior, phobias, madness, insanity, schizophrenia, multiple personalities, hearing voices, and mind control. All right, let me go in look at my book. Now, this is coming out of the exorcism book, Deliverance Prayers for Use by the Laity by Census Tradicionis Press. I'm tilting my head, so you may... I may sound different. Okay, mental illness, dyslexia, learning disabilities, ADD, ADHD, schizophrenia, multipersonality, bipolar, manic depressive, mania, insanity, depression, borderline, neurosis, psychosis, paralysis, post-traumatic stress syndrome, anxiety, disorder, panic disorder, disconnected spirit, disjointed spirit, fractured personality, split personality, undue opposites, retardation, tension, chronic fatigue, eating disorder, memory loss, distorted thinking, distorted hearing, mental torments, confusion, procrastination, compromise, indecision, doubts, anorexia, bulimia, stuttering, death wish. Those are all mental illnesses with names. Those are spirit names. Look, if you don't think that there is a spiritual war going on, you're crazy. And if you're not fighting with Jesus, you are losing it, people, losing. Okay. Unforgiveness, another major area that demons will try and target once they see this kind of an opening in your defenses is in the area of unforgiveness, which by the way, unforgiveness is associated with arthritis in that exorcism book. <laughs> so how many of you out there have arthritis and have not, un have not forgiven someone Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, 
neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Hmm. Okay, here's the grouping. Unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, resentment, anger, stubbornness, envy, hard-heartedness. Okay, seven, sickness. We're almost done, people. All right, this is the result of the Adamic curse, right? Adam did this. <laughs> Every one of us will have to battle a certain amount of sickness and illness of our lives, like in our lives, I should say, spirits of infirmity, any kind of disease or illness, death, anorexia, bulimia, insomnia, abnormal amounts of lethargy, sleepiness, epilepsy, and gluttony. This, people, is what changed me over the last two days when I read abnormal amounts of lethargy, comma, sleepiness. And that was what was happening over the last couple of days. So last night, actually yesterday afternoon, again, I was doing some research with my book, came across this site, remembered, oh my gosh, infirmities. I remember talking to this woman, Kathy, about it way back when we were doing a joy in prayer workshop out in, what was it? Omaha, Nebraska. And she was like, you know what? We need to cast out spirits of infirmity a lot because a lot of people are getting ill. And sorry, my stomach keeps growling. If you are hearing it, I can't stop it. <laughs> I'm just drinking coffee with my heavy cream and my butter and my MCT oil. And I'm obviously a little hungry. Okay, but I cast out the spirit of infirmity last night and lethargy and sleepiness, chronic fatigue. I mean, I picked up my book and I looked. And this morning, I didn't have to pry my open, my opens, my eyes open. I was fine. It was quarter to five and I was up. I went to the bathroom. I was actually thinking, hmm, it's a little early. I could probably sleep till 5.15. Why don't I set my alarm and go back to bed? But I was awake. I felt good. So I was like, why would I go back to bed? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I do that, I get up and I'm worse than when I went to bed or woke up the first time. This is serious stuff, people. Different kinds of vices. Group 8, alcohol, cocaine, heroin, meth, marijuana, LSD, anti-prescription drugs. The demons will try and cause you to either overeat or undereat in order to try and kill you. Then this next realm should come as no surprise. The realm where you get into different types of vices and addictions that are out there. And demons love to play this kind of extreme game on anyone they can. And I have fallen for it. I still battle alcohol. Marijuana was a huge issue for me. Let's keep reading this. All of these vices can become extreme addictions and they can shorten our lifespan. Not to mention they can, <clears throat> they can all seriously cripple us and prevent us from being able to properly function in this life and in our specific calling for God. Get hooked on any of these types of heavier drugs or get to the point where you've become an alcoholic and God will then not be able to use you in the calling that he has set up for your life until you can get yourself properly cleaned up and fully delivered. Again, this is why demons will play this kind of heavy, extreme game with some of us. As they know, once they can get a person hooked on these kinds of addictive substances, they will then knock that person right out of their divine destinies with the Lord. 
How many potential great men and women of God have never made it to the starting line with the Lord due to the fact that they could never fully break free from their specific addictions? Once demons start seeing people dabble and experiment with the above substances, they waste no time in trying to move in for the kill as they know they will have the appropriate legal rights to be able to attach to that person. See, I told you they're legalistic. They know when you start experimenting and when you start doing that, you've opened the window and they can come in. This is why experimenting or dabbling with some of the above heavier, heavier drugs could get you into major trouble in the spiritual realm as demons just watch and wait for people to punch a hole in their protective hedges by experimenting with these kind of forbidden substances. Ah, oh, if we all knew this so many years ago, right? Number nine, false religions. I'm wrapping up people. Be patient. Our Bible is very clear on this next issue. Okay. The basics of salvation through Jesus Christ. There is only one name and one way to heaven. And that is directly through Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death on the cross. Period. End of discussion. But I will add, and also through his church and the sacraments which help us on the way. Okay. There are no other ways, no other names, and no other religions in this world that can get us into heaven. Jesus has made it very clear that he and only he is the only way into heaven and that no one will come to the Father unless they come directly through him. So here are the other false religions because they are not going through Jesus. Here are the major false religious systems still in operation in the world today, with each one of them being run by demonic spirits who specialize in each one of the demonic systems. Islam, Jehovah's Witness, Mormonism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism. I don't even know what that is. Confucius? Confucianism. I think that says Confucius says. I don't know half of these guys work with me here. <laughs> Shintoism. Shikism, Jainism, Zoroastrianism, spiritualism. That's new age people just thinking it's all spirit and universe and vibes and energy and all that. Christian science, Harry Krishna, Scientology, Kabbalah, Unification Church, Freemasonry, the Children of God, EST, Ekananer, Ekanar, the Forum, the Way Intentional, Theosophy, Rosicurkianism, Rosicurkianism, wow, atheism, legalism. Okay. Simply put, people, we either come through the blood and the cross or, do, or we don't come through at all. There's no middle ground. No neutral area for people to walk into if they do not want to accept Jesus. This is why all of the above religious systems are called false religions, because none of them will lead to the true salvation with God the Father. They are all dead ends run by demons. Let's see what the Bible says about that. There are Acts 4.12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. First Timothy 
For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. Ephesians 4, 4. There is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. John 4, 16. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. John 14, 6. John 10, 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. John eleven twenty five. John Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John eight twelve. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, uh, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 6:35 And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. John 6:51 I am the living bread which came down from heaven. We're going to talk about living bread next time. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. This is the bread of life dis- discourse in the Bible. This is where Jesus runs around and says, look, you got to chew, gnaw on my flesh. That's the Greek word. You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, which is exactly what we do in the Eucharistic prayer and the sacrifice of the mass every Sunday, every day, if we so desire. So when you get out into that new age stuff and you hear all this junk about Christ and the seat in the head you know, where the pineal gland is and that Jesus was, was not a person, that he's a spirit is a bunch of crap because everywhere throughout the Bible, Jesus is walking. When he was resurrected, he was back on the earth walking. They were touching him. They put their hands in his side. He ate by the charcoal fire right by the coastal line when they pulled in all those fish. He ate with them. He was a physical person. Hello, he came through Mary. Why do you think he came as a baby? Because he was basically trying to show everyone, I'm coming into this world as a child. And think about all the child sacrificing that's going on. Think about all the abortions. It's a satanic ritual. You might think I'm crazy, but it's not for God. God would never, ever ever take the life of a child. Unless, of course, it was his will. If something was truly wrong, he, you know, some people have that. They lose babies. They have, you know, miscarriages, etc. All right, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, but I just get very, 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 very uh, worked up when I look at people, especially people in my family who just don't believe because they haven't done research. I've done the research on both sides. I can have that discussion with anyone and I can go back, look at my Eucharistic miracles. There is proof that Jesus and his blood and his body and flesh from his heart is alive. And some of this stuff isn't even in formaldehyde or anything. 
All right, the end game is this. We have been given power to get rid of evil spirits. Jesus says, greater things than this you will do. So let's make sure that we know this. And I think that's in here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Number one, that's huge. So you can't get to the Father except through Jesus. And you can't get to Jesus if you haven't been baptized. Those are two things that you have to do. All right? Two things. Now, in the Catholic Church, we want you to be initiated into the church. We want you to have your first Holy Communion and then go through confirmation. And according to the teachings, that is the one true church. But I leave it to God. I do not have God's eyes. God knows your heart. So if you are some sort of another denomination and you are baptized... Who knows? Maybe God has mercy for you and knows what's gone on in your life and you get into heaven. More power to you. I don't want nobody to not be in heaven. I know that's like a double negative sentence, but you know what I'm saying. I want you all to be in heaven. Why do you think I'm putting this podcast together that's 40 minutes already? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature who believes and is baptized. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Yes, I have the gift of tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So in other words, we will have charisms and gifts, gifts of healing. We, every single Christian, who believes in Jesus, who's been baptized, can cast out and deliver these spirits. I don't know if people who are not Christian and who have not been baptized can do that. I'd love for anyone that's listening to try it and see, but you got to have belief in Jesus Christ. You can't just say the words, you know, that's not how it works. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preaching, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. That's Matthew 10, 6, 8. And he called out to the 12. And he called the 12 to him and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And they cast out many demons and anointed and anointed with oil, many who were sick and healed them. Mark 6, 7, 13. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That's Matthew 10, 1. Okay, this goes on and on and on and on, but I want to go to the last one because I think it's the best. This is the armor of God. I'm wrapping up on this. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, 
taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In other words, put on the armor of God. Fight the fight immediately. Do not wait. Do not dance around. Do not sit there and say, oh, I wonder why I can't stop smoking this marijuana or watching this pornography or feeling this way of suicide and depression and anxiety and fear of tiredness, of lack of energy, always tired. Like y'all remember my story of 2020 when I knew I was being attacked, but it took me five days five days to really realize it because God finally, after I got on my knees, I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I cannot stay awake. All the churches were shut down. I didn't have Jesus to go to. And I was a daily mass goer at that time. And I was devastated. And at the same time, I didn't realize that I was being attacked until I got on my knees and I said, Lord, help me. And here's what he put on my heart. He said, you're not using the tools I gave you. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I stood up and I started delivering the spirits of chronic fatigue and sleepiness and spiritual sloth. I mean, I was falling asleep watching mass on TV. The lift of the heaviness and the weight was physical. It was emotional. It was spiritual. I could feel myself become lighter. My whole body it was amazing. I knew at that time it was a demonic influence on me and I let it linger for five days because why? I wasn't paying attention. I was kind of new at that time. If you remember, like 2020 was right around the time that I got into the deliverance and I realized that we need to fight the spiritual battle on how I could fight it, but I wasn't consistent. This is my message to you. So first, you've got to have a prayer life. You've got to know the word of God. So get yourself on Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year. Just listen every day. Understand what God's word is. The most accurate book. And then you can see how evil works. And then you're going to be introduced to the spiritual battle. And then you can learn from saints. How do you discern the voices in your head? Is it God? Is it evil? Is it you? And then you pay attention and sooner or later it becomes natural. You just see spirits. You know when they're going to be tempting you. You know their ploys. And if you're paying attention and you attack right away, boom, you're going to win, 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 and they are going to flee from you. Remember James 4, 7, flee the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and God will draw you near. This week of prayer at 5 a.m. in the morning, up until my podcast, which is typically 7 15 after I sit with the word of God and he puts on my heart what I'm going to speak about today was overwhelming overwhelming 
to say to everyone, get in the game, man, because if you don't, you are going to have a horrible losing fight until the day you die. Don't you want to get on the other end of that depression, of that addiction, of that act or that obsessive thought? Because when you're on the other side, there's nothing better, nothing better. You're not ever freer. You have nothing to hold you down. You have great thoughts. You have wonderful feelings of life. I don't know. I want that for everybody. This is almost an hour where we are going to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit, come into our hearts, come into our souls, open our eyes to what we need to see. Take off the scales, Lord, and open our ears to what we need to hear. And honestly, open our hearts from a stony heart to a heart of flesh so that we can fight the fight and we can have that peace and that joy, that love that you say is possible for all of us that never is rocked, that's never shaken, no matter who tries or what event or whatever memory or trauma. Because when we walk with you, you heal our memories. When we walk with you, you heal our temptations and our sins. And when we walk with you, you change our vices and our judgmental ways to loving and compassionate thoughts for those around us. We want everyone to be in heaven. So please give us the knowledge, the understanding, and the wisdom. As you say in James 1, if we ask for your wisdom, God, you will give it begrudgingly and generously. You will not give it begrudgingly. You will be generous with it. And if we ask in confidence, we can then speak of it. So help us learn what we need to learn. And open our eyes and our hearts to know the truth. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Wow, this was a long one. But I felt, I really felt like God was like, look, people need this. Because if you're not acting right away, and that means that you got to pay attention. Remember, your 24-hour journey is today. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. Just be right here with what God's doing in you. What's happening in you right now? What are you feeling that God is telling you? Is God maybe moving your heart to, yeah, maybe I should look into this like deliverance stuff a little bit more, or maybe I should look into this Catholicism a little more because I know there are people out there who do, who are not Catholic listening to this, or maybe I should just learn that Bible thing. I mean, it is the most accurate book on the face of the earth. That is a fact jack. And then when you read the Bible, how could you possibly, possibly see that Jesus isn't a physical human being and all of these things that the new age, which I know exactly what they do, try to tell you. And they have a couple of Bible verses. It's clever. Satan's not stupid. Satan knows the Bible word by word, backwards and forwards, and he will take it and pervert it. That's what he does with everything of God's, everything of God's through homosexuality, through sex before marriage, through transgenderism, 
through damaging and destroying humans is what evil does. And there is an entire bloodline. I don't know if I said that, but it was Adam and Eve. And then Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. And Abel killed Cain. I mean, we're not even through the book of Genesis. And we already have murder. And now there is a bloodline that is absolutely not for God. And there it all stems. Not for God means anti-humanity, anti-anything God. So when you think of anti-Christ, it's anti-Christ. They don't believe in Christ, want to do everything they can to shut down Christ. Why do you think they're calling people right-wing extremists Christians, these quote-unquote MAGA people? That is anti-Christian. You don't hear them say anything about Muslims or Buddhisms or Hindu or, geez, if you went to Ukraine, in that country, they actually jail and murder homosexuals. In other countries, they do the same thing. China. So, you know, you never hear about this stuff. You only hear attacks on Christianity. When you look at commercials and things that are in movies and themes and stuff, Look at what's everywhere. Witchcraft. You actually have a TV show called Demon or Devil, something like that. There are all of these things that are anti-Christ. You also have in the culture, anti-humanity, anti-God's creation. So let's go ahead and mess up what God created and had a purpose for, which is a man and a woman to leave their husband, and, I'm sorry, to leave their mom and dad and become husband and wife in the sanctity and sacramental marriage, right? So it is blessed by God. So it's the three-person marriage, the mother or the husband, the wife, and Jesus. And it's a sacrificial love. Love of Jesus requires sacrifice. Why do you think he came down as a baby? Then he had to be raised by his parents and he had to go do manual labor. And then he was in his ministry for three years. And those three years, he was abused and he was mocked, but he taught and he loved. Then he was murdered. <laughs> he was taken to a pillar and beaten. He was scourged. He would had then had to take his cross for miles to go hang on it for three hours. Why did he do all of this? Can you imagine that suffering? He did it for you and me so that he could take the sins of everyone, past, present, and future, which is why the, if you've ever seen the Passion of the Christ movie, it will move you to your soul. I watched that before I was even on this journey and I watched it when I was on the journey and I remembered every person and it's in subtitles. It's not even in English. It's in Arabic. And I remember everything. Why? Because it was so emotional. If you have not seen Passion of the Christ, go see it. I watch it every year during Lent. You know, we're just kind of in this life here and I want everyone to just think deep. 
And I don't know, I lost my train of thought, to be honest with you. I just looked down and I said, 54 minutes, holy cow. Okay, so I'm going to let you go. But look, you got to fight. You got to fight and you got to open up your mind to look at the Bible. Just do Father Mike Bible in a year and start it. I've started it a couple of times. Y'all know this. I have been consistent. I am praying. So yes, I'm getting up at five. I'm not done till about 7.30. And I'm so much more attached to my day. I'm reflecting more. I'm actively delivering. So last night after reading about these infirmities, I just started delivering them away. And I'm telling you today, when I got up and I didn't go back to bed, there's something to be said about it. The body, my mind, my eyes felt different. Okay? All right. Learn the mind. Don't waste it. Learn about deliverance. Learn how to discern spirits. Learn about the spiritual battle. Learn God's word and the things that he gave you power over. Because all those demons know the word of God. Like I told you, they're legalistic. They know exactly what they can do. And the minute that you open up the door, they're coming in. So you've got to kick them out, lock the door, and then fill yourself with the Spirit of God. That's the second actual part. And that is where this whole podcast came from. Because when you got to the readings today, we read about the Spirit who went out of the person and started to, well, since I've gone this long, I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you. Hold on, people. Okay. I'm just going to read this part. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, it roams through arid regions, searching for rest, but finding none, it says. Oh, okay, let me, <laughs> let's redo that. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, it roams through arid regions searching for rest. But finding none, it says, I shall return to my home from which I came. But upon returning, it finds it swept clean and put in order. Then it goes back and brings back seven other spirits more wicked than itself who move in and dwell there. And the last condition of that man is worse than the first. So that guy cast out the spirit. That spirit went around trying to find something else. It was all arid and dry. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go back. Let me go back to that guy. See what he's got. Ooh, looky here. It's all nice and swept and clean. So I'm going to go invite some buddies. That's what happens when we don't fill ourselves with the spirit of God after we cast them out. Oh my goodness. I'm about ready to hit my hour mark. It's telling me stop. Maximum recording. Okay, fill yourself with the Spirit of God after you cast them out. I love you all. Find something more with God. Get in the game. People start engaging. I love you all. 
Have a blessed and inspired day.